Welcome to Pose Radio, the podcast that is dedicated to sharing insights, wisdom and actionable advice to help inspire female entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Chloe, and I'm on a journey of growth as a female entrepreneur myself. I am dedicated to contributing and sharing all that I learn along the way to this incredible female entrepreneurship community. Each week, I will be chatting to a range of inspirational female entrepreneurs and asking them to share their stories so that you can apply the wisdom and insights from their experience directly to your own business and make your entrepreneurial dreams a reality. In the words of Serena Williams, every woman's success should be an inspiration to another. We're strongest when we cheer each other on. This is the philosophy of Pose Radio. So join this community today for your weekly dose of female entrepreneurship, inspiration, motivation and empowerment. Thanks for listening today. We're so glad to have you here. Today, I'm super excited to welcome my first guest to Pose Radio. This fierce boss babe is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who works in fitness production, all things physical and mental health. Meet Philippa Catherine, a personal trainer, producer, business owner, and someone I'm beyond lucky to call one of my closest friends. Today, we're going to deep dive into Phil's entrepreneurial experience, and she is going to share with us how her background has helped to define the businesswoman she is today. Phil's can-do attitude and limitless vision will help inspire you to chase your dreams and believe that you really can succeed as a multi-passionate female entrepreneur in this modern world. Welcome to the show, Phil. I'm beyond happy to have you here today. Hello, it's lovely to be here today. I'm very excited to be your first guest. And we are also filming on the hottest day of the year. So we're trying to keep the rooms that we're in (laughs) as cool as possible, but we are melting. (laughs) Yeah, it's the tricky one having to work from home, isn't it? And having to record. So I have to close all my windows. So apologies for the bad recording system here I know me too I'll probably be trying to tap out in like 10 minutes I'm like I can't do it anymore it's too hot (laughs) (laughs) but we will try and soldier on for you guys just so that you can hear Phil's wisdom today and hopefully learn a bit from her experience and use it to help define your own journeys as well um so I just thought I'd start us off today I thought it'd be really nice if you could just give the Pose Radio listeners a little insight into the businesses that you're currently running Yeah, sure. So um, I guess there's three arms to what I'm doing at the moment. Um, The first one is I'm a producer and I've now um, was in fashion for many years, but now I'm a producer in the advertising world. And essentially what that is for those who might be confused with what production is, it's um, we're sort of like the middle person between, say, a client and the creative team. So the client would come to us and say, we want this vision. And then I'll go, it'll come through someone like myself and we'll cost it and say what's possible give options of where to shoot, who to use, X, Y, Z. And then we would kind of make their vision come to life by liaising with a creative team, photographers, graphic designers, models, those kind of things. So we're that middle person to make their vision come true, I guess. Um, and yeah. then what are the other two businesses that you're working on at the moment? So I'm also a self-employed personal trainer and mindset coach. Um, so I just help people focus on their fitness goals, whether that's sports and conditioning, weight loss. Um, and I like to approach it with that holistic kind of mindset view on things. So it's very much um, controlling what 
you know how you're training and looking at what your habits are around that and also things that are affecting your mentality around that Mm -hmm. so it's very much like if someone's in a really really um stressful job for example it's kind of like okay how do we adapt your training sessions to use that as like a wind down rather than making you come out of a really stressful day at work into like some hardcore hit session for example Mm. um and we focus on basically keeping people fit healthy yeah physically and mentally I suppose it's something that's very important to me and something that people don't talk about that often which is a shame so yeah um freelance to answer your question there Chloe I'm a freelance (laughs) personal trainer um who has a holistic way of looking at things amazing that sounds great um and then your third business as well because I know you have three (laughs) yes so that's a smaller business and it's actually something that um I'm quite passionate about as well. So lots of passion here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually run an Arbon business on the side um, um, in, yeah, within the health and wellness world. And it's basically um, communicating the use of cruelty-free vegan products within the beauty industry and within the nutrition industry. So everything that we use is kind to our bodies and kind to the planet. It's a B corporation. So um, they put the profit and the people... For, they put, sorry people and the planet before profit Mm. so um and very few companies have been awarded that um corporation award so it's a really exciting business to be involved in and also something that I'm kind of doing better for the world as well as helping people with their bodies we're helping the planet so it's a really interesting kind of side thing I've got going on um yeah thoroughly enjoy it and it's been really lovely to work around my other two um, careers so yeah, yeah how do you one. um how do you find that the three work do the three work well together do you find they work hand in hand together well I think that the um health and wellness and obviously the personal training do work well together it's yeah. something that I kind of continue to like sort of into what you know intertwine it mm-hmm. with each other um and then the production side it's, it's very different but it's all manageable within the day so um yeah, yeah it, it all works I can imagine you're always super busy. (laughs) Actually, being your friend, I know you're always super busy. (laughs) (laughs) I know the answer to that question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's something that um, I think I've managed to find like a good like life work balance. But sometimes it can be very hectic and I've got to put my passion before that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, if you're passionate about what you do, then you never work a day in your life. And exactly. that's a little corny quote there for that's mid-interview. very, very true. <laughs> um, and just out of interest, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yes, I have actually. I don't know if you can hear all these sirens in the background and honking, by the way. I'm very, very sorry about that. Um, <laughs> lockdown life at the moment. Um, I have actually always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My father actually um, ran loads of businesses mm. and um, it's something that I was very much drawn to myself and I think from being employed for many years within the fashion industry um I was working godly hours for actually money that it was livable but it you know it was something that I knew I deserved more and I was given my all to build someone else's dream and that really annoyed me and Mm. I think some a part of it for me is very much like I want to build my own dream. What's stopping me now? We live in this world that anything's possible. Mm. So I guess it's very much like I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur and it's, it's such a lovely time to do so because it's, it's a real big trend at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's incredibly fun. So to answer that question short, yes. yes. I mean, I'll tell, I'll tell you a story. It's um, random as hell. But when <laughs> I was like 10 or so, I think we went to Australia I'm sitting at our family friend's dining room table and I'm drawing away in this notebook and I'm 
drawing wedding dresses. And my mum was like, like, Philippa, what are, you, what are you drawing? And I was like, I'm drawing wedding dresses. This one's got a crumb catcher. This one's an asymmetric hemline. And this one's silk, <laughs> you know, and I'll go into the real minute details of the fabric, the cut, why we're doing it. And I had this scrapbook of all these like fabric tears and things like that. And weirdly, my brain always at that time, I was like, I want to own my own wedding dress shop. I will dress brides and make them feel epic, right? Um, (laughs) So then I followed that dream and I studied textiles and art until college. And then one day at college, I was doing my UCAS and figuring out what I want to do in later life. And that's incredibly terrifying Mm. because you're only, what, 17? Yeah, and probably pumped with alcohol at the time because (laughs) we're all out partying at that age. (laughs) All out partying, sleep deprived. (laughs) Picking our lives. And then you just have to pick your life out of nowhere. Yeah. You've lived all these life dreams and it's bizarre what society does. I can relate. Yeah, so I'm there doing like my UCAS and I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. So I'm running through loads of course ideas, whatever. And um, then I, you know, and then as you know, I, I then did my degree in fashion with photography. So it's very much... Um, a route that I found in college when I was doing art mm. I went down a a, a film photography route which yeah. I loved you know and I, I really loved and then I ended up in uni being like nope don't want to be a photographer I love it but <laughs> something I don't want to do I want to be a stylist and then I was mm. like editor of the magazine and I was like nope after this nope don't want to be a stylist after doing a full year in full-time work after uni mm. And, you know, it was a constant every year of being like, I now want to be this. Yeah. I now will be a stylist and this is my dream job. And actually, I didn't envision myself being a, being a producer. It was mm. a very weird, weird route for me. I had this amazing mentor called Ainsley at Caramillon and um, she was amazing to me. And she really helped me develop what I wanted to do in life. And yeah. I didn't know what production was. And maybe that's a lot of people listening might not understand really what it is. And yeah. I realized that the job I was doing was actually a production assistant role. And I was like, I didn't really know. I was a, at the time it was called a design trend coordinator, you know, yeah. doing all the samples and stuff for photo shoots. And that's what a production assistant does. Mm. Organizes all the little, like a runner for a shoot, you know? Yeah. So I really found that that was what I was good at and fell into it. Out of interest, just sort of like going back there on some of the things that you, you've touched upon, obviously coming at your mindsets as you do specialise in mindset and things. I was just yeah. interested to think, um, to look back on. So obviously pursued your fashion photography at uni. How did you feel when that then didn't work out and you decided that wasn't quite the path for you? Fine. You know, it, it, I was okay with it. Because my degree was incredible. I got to meet amazing people like yourself. And, (laughs) you know, our other friend, Sarah, she like she was actually in my class at uni and stuff. And it was just epic. And I would never change anything for anything. You know, Mm. everything in the past is always a learning curve. And actually doing that degree. Yes, fine. It was photography orientated. But Mm. then productions also photography orientated. You're just not the one taking the photos. Yeah. And actually doing a photography degree has enabled me to understand elements of projects that some production assistants at the time when I was still, you know, climbing ladders, still climbing them, yeah. um, didn't know. So, you know, editing terms or certain lights to use or a certain environment, you know, having all that camera knowledge yeah. actually worked in my favour. So it was absolutely fine and completely easy to transition. So, yeah. I love yeah. what you said, though. I love that you used to call it a learning curve. I think some people can get so hung up when 
the original dream that they have doesn't work out and they've put all their heart and soul into it and sort of driven forward with it and then they've realized actually this doesn't quite feel right but I love that you've called it a learning curve I think that's such a great way to look at things when you realize that the initial dream that you had isn't quite the one that you have now and it's evolving absolutely and I think that people see you know this successful person at the top of a mountain for example Mm -hmm. And that piece at the top of that mountain is the smallest part of that mountain. And actually that mountain's built by great sizable, you know, yes. base. Yeah. And that's the struggle. And those are the failures that you learn from. And those are the things you come, you, you have your ups and downs, like climbing a mountain mm-hmm. and people forget about that. But actually that mountain wouldn't be there w- without all the crap underneath it. Let's be honest. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but you are, you know. it's a free world <laughs> on post radio. You can do what you want. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? It's like, see what's happened. That mountain, that successful person at the top wouldn't be there without the failures. And that might mean a million failures. Yeah. Or it could be small. Everyone's journey is different, but every failure is a learning curve. Mm. I love it being so honest with everyone because I think people can sometimes, people are so happy to shout about their successes in life, but not always. I find that people aren't always so honest about their failures, but I like that you are just so open and honest and you're, yes. you don't even see them as failures. You just see them as something that you've learned upon and something that you still draw upon to this day. Yeah. Absolutely. And it makes you stronger as a person. Certain things I know in my past have been horrible, but you know, that's, and that's in the personal life. And I Mm. think that's who's made me, it's who made, it's made me who I am today. Sorry. And it's, it's, it's molded me into a strong, determined woman. And I think if that path that I had was super smooth and lovely and wrapped in bubble wrap and, Mm. oh, let's go skipping everywhere. It's, you know, it would be fine successful people have that however I wouldn't be who I am and I think that you need to realize who you are yeah and you need to know your why and your journey and that's all that matters Mm, I agree so much I think it's great um touching upon I know it's something quite a few um different business leaders do touch upon but having your why is just so important yeah absolutely it's something I really really focus on um yeah I know that you said that your dad was a entrepreneur as well, or is an entrepreneur. Is there anything you learned from him sort of growing up that you saw him doing that you thought and that you now see yourself doing in your businesses? Yeah. So um, he's actually like a human calculator. Tell you what, <laughs> I envy those people. I said, what, you know, yeah, me too. I was like, what's this? And he'd be like, oh, just do that. Take away that. And you've got the answer. And I'm like, mm. goodness me. Absolutely <laughs> unsure how you got that answer. But thank you for giving me that answer. <laughs> you know? So he's helped me a lot with um, understanding, um, forecasting, things mm. like that. Um, and actually just kind of like the guts to just do it. Yeah, yeah take a holiday when you want yeah (laughs) I know because that's another hard thing isn't it finding I know we spoke briefly about it um earlier in the interview but about finding the work-life balance as well and obviously that is even more challenging when you are an entrepreneur because you don't particularly work a nine-to-five you're not in that sort of structured routine away so it's carving those times out for yourself exactly 100 percent um so if you could start over is there anything that you would do differently See, for me, that's a really tough question because, like I say, everything's a learning curve. So mm. it's almost like there's a few regrets and you sh- I know you shouldn't regret things in life, but I do definitely regret a few choices in my life. Let's mm. be honest, a lot of us probably might. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, but then also they, some of them are really funny stories to say, tell. And I know me and you personally have got them. Yeah. We won't share on here. However, <laughs> yeah. we laugh, belly laugh about them, you know. <laughs> But actually, if you think back, would I have done that? Probably not. But hello, that was funny. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I don't think I'd do anything differently in 
you know my life in general but I think one thing I do wish I did Mm. or continue to do was play lacrosse into Mm. like a a higher level because I think I was a very people were surprised actually I didn't study anything to do with sport yeah because I was captain of all the teams at school yeah lacrosse player played in school nationals um captain of the netball team uh you know rounders swimming gymnastics had the trampoline badges you know everything that you could be involved in played the flute did the double bass shockingly you know (laughs) I was like the extracurriculum girl like the queen (laughs) like I was like oh is it something to do around studying at 13 12 13 GCSEs yeah why not I'll do them Um, (laughs) so it's really funny actually but um the one thing I do wish I did when I went to college I think I got pulled into really focusing on my fashion career Mm. and probably not too much I don't think that you can too much Mm. but I let I actually made a choice to do work experience and gather real work experience within the industry quite early on so I was in like top fashion houses doing free work experience whilst I was at uni because of my older sister and contacts I had and I actually surprisingly got quite into work experience at a younger age than most people do yeah um and actually, at that time, I realised that the college I went to didn't have a lacrosse team. However, I could have played for a local one, but some, it, it, I let it go, basically. And I, yeah. that's one thing I think I wish I kept because I was always an avid sports person. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, like, you know, it's a learning curve. So I came out of uni, I was in full-time work, and I decided I'm going to do a personal training course and fully do my whole diploma on that you know yeah so I and now I'm fully qualified in all those areas and actually specializing in an arm within that now so we're wanting to specialize and learning more but um yeah I think I wouldn't do anything different but there's a few things I wish I didn't stop yeah so maybe like not niching down quite so much early on yeah and I, th- I think again that's the trouble that I think our generation in particular maybe a little bit earlier than us had mm-hmm. you have the pressures of you must go to school and you must go to college and you have to go to uni and if you yep. don't go to uni why yeah you know oh she's done uh, a, I don't know a b-tech oh she didn't do a proper a level and I'm like a double b-tech's perfectly fine I got into university with a b-tech and it was great you know? yeah and you you get bogged down on uh, what you're doing in life and the 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 pressures that the all, almighty above or our peers or mentors in life tell you that you need to do. Yeah. And we're on a really interesting curve at the moment where actually people are like, I don't want to get into debt. I don't yeah. need to go to uni. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to do all these things. And I just wish that, I think, yeah, actually, to go back to your question too, all over again, maybe it would be interesting to see where we would be if we were doing it now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but something that's really interested me in recent years is the sort of growth of the online education market and how many courses that you can get online now and they're really good courses I mean I've taken a few myself and I've honestly I hate to say it but some of them I've genuinely learned more in these courses than I did on my three-year degree which is horrendous to say because they are a fraction of the price and the quality of these courses is just you know limitless and I think if you were starting out in this day and age, you might be in a completely different situation than we were because mm. you have got all these other options that perhaps weren't available to us when we went to university. Exactly, 100%. And I think that, that goes across all industries as well. Yeah. And especially since we've been in this unfortunate lockdown, um, you know, these courses have become readily available. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, have yeah. you taken any yourself at all? 
Yeah, so I've been doing um, an optimum nutrition course. Nice. Um, so that's just the first stage of a nutrition um, qualification. So that's something I really want to focus on as well to help my um, clients better themselves in that area because mm-hmm. as personal trainers, we can't really give sound advice legally. So um, mm-hmm. you always need that qualification and you know that background as well to be able to put both of them together. So it's something that I want to be able to fully focus on and be able to in a legal, you know, in a legal insured way. So, yeah. Yeah. Watch this space, everyone. It sounds like the fourth business is on its way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so let's just sort of like go down a particular avenue here. So what would you tell someone who is wanting to start out in production? So in, produ- in, 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 in production, in production. <laughs> so I would say um, be a sponge. Mm-hmm. Be a sponge to who inspires you, what you want to learn about. Um, and also it has different arms. So production in the self, essentially, yes, like I did, you can go from fashion to advertising. The skills are all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But if you want to really focus on, say, film production, you want to go into the big film world, that's where you focus on. You focus on your key producers that inspire you. You focus on the teams you want to work with. You start networking and building up on those photographers, Mm -hmm. those models, those talents, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. agencies, um, and just be a sponge. Um, See if you can get some experience things. I don't know. I think the law might have changed now. If you're going to have work experience over a certain length of time, they need you need to have be paid minimum wage. Um, but you, I think you can get like a week or so as work experience now, um, pretty easily still. Yeah. Um, if you were to so, go about yeah. getting work experience now, how do you think you'd go about it? Cause I think things have changed a lot from the days that we used to try and get work experience. <laughs> yeah. It's still incredibly, um, competitive mm-hmm. and also people are busy. Yeah. Um, so I think that what, uh, what, you know, especially when I was doing it, what you don't realize is that actually people are busy and they not, not on purpose they're not ignoring you but they've got other things to be doing yeah yeah um so I just think be mindful when you're emailing certain people mm-hmm. that they are busy they've got other things going on yeah um to try and stand out from the crowd and maybe try new avenues you know LinkedIn's this huge platform now yeah um where we didn't have that we were cold emailing people yes connect with people on there start talking just start networking and yep. yeah go from there I have to admit as well, I mean, I'm a bit guilty of doing this once when I was desperate to get a particular internship, but I did. I actually called the person, I <laughs> found their number out of, I yeah. think it was out of the back of a magazine. So I don't even know if you can still do this, if I'm being completely honest, because of GDPR and everything. But I always sometimes think there's never a harm in if you can catch someone on the phone, because normally if people are so shocked that anyone's picked up the phone these days, then you might stand out in their mind a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go, everyone. A few work experience tips from us old timers. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, just to put in context for everyone, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. It's up to Phil whether or not she wants to out her own age. But I went to uni 10 years ago. So just to give you some kind of context after, you yeah. know, the time spans of when we're talking about here, just so you can yeah. see how things have changed. Yeah. Um, what have been your biggest challenges so far on your journey as an entrepreneur? I think one for me is self-doubt and Mm. people are always shocked when they hear that with me because I seem to be, which unknowingly, I seem to be always quite positive and quite, Mm. um, you know, always have that positive vibe and always seem like I'm like confident in what I'm doing. 
yeah actually behind it there's quite a lot of self-doubt sometimes or like um imposter syndrome and sometimes I'll be at home and I'll be like oh my god what are you doing like can you do this are you fully qualified and you're like no one's ever fully qualified Mm -hmm. everyone's always learning and actually I yeah just just, I just have to come to realize that you I know what I'm doing I do what I do because I love and want to do it Mm -hmm. no one's forcing me into doing no one forces you into doing a job really Mm. um and yeah, so that's led me down a very big self-development path, which I've been doing over the last year, which has been incredible. Um, and um, from that, I write daily affirmations. I um, get up early. I stick to my structure. I have done a bit of a life cleanse of people that are negative in my life, for example. I've mm. lovingly let them go. Mm. And that's nothing, a reflection on me. Yeah you know just lovingly let them go yeah. and also things that like instagram god bloody instagram it's something <laughs> that we need now i suppose but actually yeah very detrimental especially to people that are younger and comparing themselves yeah. um so it's very much like declutter people from that yeah who make you self-doubt who make you compare your body for example or your mind or what you're doing with them you don't want that feeling you want someone you want that feed to yeah. be positive to be yes I can do this and inspire you to do it yeah Um, yeah but self-doubt has been a big one but yeah like I say there's been amazing self-development books I mean I can name a couple of books actually I don't know if you can oh please do I will Um, do so um for someone who is wanting to get where they want to be in life or have a business plan or have this vision of where they want to go in life um the success principles by Jack Canfield um is a really incredible book um i'm sure that you can add it into a link obviously on this podcast yeah no Um, i will but highly highly recommend that and it's basically gives you life principles of where you are and it's it's basically stops you from self-doubt in it and it actually gets to your vision and your why and the law of attraction and it's incredible um and it's a bit like an exercise one so it's like life purpose exercises and things like that and then you get oh, down nice. to the nitty-gritty of why you're doing it and who you are mm. and then you focus on that because you, that's why your vision is because you're xyz for example oh that sounds amazing i'm not gonna lie though i've just taken a note of that i will probably be buying it after we've got off this recording with each other i, I haven't actually read that one before it sounds really good it's a very good one and also another one that's really good it's called the slight edge and that's basically that's by jeff olsen mm-hmm. and it's turning simple disciplines into massive success and happiness um Ooh. that's also a really good one and they're all about sort of like the small changes in life you can do that um just help you get where you want to be and they're great self-development books so highly recommend those two and that has not been a paid (laughs) recommendation (laughs) that's given off the love of my journey really so I'm just passing some of that on to you guys no that's amazing I think I think that's another great thing now there's so many resources out there for you if you're willing to look for them and find them there's nothing that hasn't been written before so if, if there's any area of your entrepreneurial journey that you feel like you've hit a bit of a roadblock on I can guarantee you there's a good book out there that will help guide yeah. you through it so it's just finding I think as well I don't know if you found the same I mean I've read quite a few books particularly in lockdown it's become my new favorite hobby alongside walking I'm such mm-hmm. a lockdown cliche but um <laughs> I think for me I love the books where as much as they give you the principles they also give you strategies that you can actually implement I feel like that makes all yeah. the difference especially in business related books yeah it's not just like oh this is what I did it's very much like this is what I did this is how you can do it too 
yeah definitely is, is incredible and I, I I don't know about anyone else that might be listening but don't feel if you've bought the book feel free to highlight feel free to doodle yes I write notes oh. all over my pages my my books are highlighted to the to the map you know you, yes. you open it and you're like oh buzzword bright pink Great I'm literally high-fiving you through my phone as we speak because <laughs> I love a highlighter and nine times out of ten I use the I lose the color that I was originally using so it's literally a rainbow of highlights when you that's open great. my book and then that's a great positivity you know yeah it's incredible and it, you can just look, flick through it and find your buzz yeah that, you know that you were drawn to um and go from there it, yeah well, I love that. Thanks for sharing those with us. Um, I think that would be really useful for everyone that's listening. Um, so what would you tell someone who is wanting to start out in the fitness world? So slightly different world, obviously, to production. I thought it'd be great just to look into that a bit deeper. I think the same, really. Just be a sponge in that world mm. that you want to go into. Um, gyms are always looking. So I think, well, actually, to say not even going into the gym world yet, qualifications research what qualifications you need so you don't need a uni degree to be a personal trainer Mm. you can do level um, two and then level three so level two allows you to work in the gym but you can't personal train anybody but you can do gym tours things like that so if you can only do that for now do that 100% do level two then get like you know you can get that gym environment get that job and just be on the gym floor Mm. and then some gyms help you get your qualifications whether it be level three and above so yeah you can go down pre and post strength and conditioning weightlifting courses things like that but you need that core initial personal training course first if that's the route you want to go down yeah Um, so be aware of that and also just be mindful of the insurance that you might need and also all the different overheads that you might need to just have a real good research session on what you need in the field that you want to go into within the fitness industry and again network go to classes talk to these instructors you know in these gyms you know just be around classes and how you know or if you want to be a coach if you want to be a spin instructor live for spin yes you know a lot of classes a lot of gyms actually if you you know if you're qualified and you're spinning every week for like a year and then they're like oh we're holding auditions they Mm. know your face yes they know you can spin and yeah. then you, you're confident to then work your way up and become a good instructor, for example. And that's kind of how the industry works in a way, to take that term loosely. Yeah. But that's one way of doing it. And I think just like production or whatever field you want to be in, just be a sponge, network, be friendly, be humble, and just absorb all the information because everyone's different from each other. So everyone yeah. you can learn from. Yeah. I think so with the fitness world for example I know if you at the beginning of your journey you can kind of look at it from the outside looking in and feel like it's a really oversaturated market and I know everyone loves the word oversaturated Mm. um in relation to most markets these days but what's your feeling on that do you think there is still space for new faces to pop up in fitness or absolutely I think for me I think that's where some self-doubt has come because I naturally sometimes go to like a comparison state and that's me and my journey in my mental health state yeah um I think that as long as you are confident and yep. you do what you do with conviction and research behind it and you're doing it right so you're not just being with these people on Instagram for example you're not qualified as a personal trainer and you're doing these live workouts that's fine but and you can be an influencer and things like that and that's absolutely okay mm. however these people are looking to you as influence and to be and you're not qualified yes so, 
if you do something wrong, you may have seen someone do that. But however, you need to be able to say, no, you're doing that form wrong or X, Y and Z, you know. And I I think it's just be careful Mm -hmm. how you grow into that. You don't want to you don't want to, you know, jeopardize before you start. Yeah, Um, I think there's that fine line, isn't there, between you want to be informed and qualified and obviously i know people can get super excited and want to jump sort of both feet first which is is amazing but i think also having that sort of foundation like you say and the knowledge behind it that you understand forms and things like that um i think that really that does help and make the difference and it helps you to stand out as well doesn't you doesn't it in the marketplace and people think about insurance like forget about insurance yes (laughs) liability accountability is one fine but liability is one and yeah it's one thing that you just just get a bit clued up on and it'll be yeah. fine but yeah like everything be a sponge be humble mm. network yeah <laughs> love no, i love what that. you do yeah yeah i love that i love that um i think as well i know you mentioned that you had in production particularly but did you have any mentors at all within the fitness world not really that's been something that it's been that I think that's why it's been a bit of a challenge for me because it's something that I loved and I just kind of went in a little bit blind and mm-hmm. I've been learning from my mistakes as I go along yeah um I've made incredible friends within the fitness world mm-hmm. um and they're great people and they've gone very successful within the fitness world and I think that's where some of my comparison comes from because I knew them before I did my qualification and yeah now it's this whole okay my friendships evolved with them in the route that they're in as well and it's been a bit of an interesting one um but no not necessarily a mentor as what I had with fashion Mm. but that's okay because you kind of I'm taking it a little bit slower and you learn from your mistakes and it's just a development and it's incredible and you just surround people that inspire you and I think that's what I've done and got into new communities and it's it's just been an incredible journey Mm. I think it's nice as well that you've always had the best of both worlds with the fashion you did have the experience of a mentor and then with fitness you've had the chance to actually work out for yourself and kind of feel along as you go yeah definitely yeah no that's great um slight curveball here but I know that productivity is something that many entrepreneurs find really challenging um do you have any tips at all on how to increase your productivity lots of tips yay (laughs) we love tips we love tips um (laughs) Yeah, productivity is one that I think probably people had no idea how to do it Mm -hmm. or how to be productive. And I think lockdowns forced people into figuring it out in their own way. Um, But I suppose for me, I think fundamentally it's it's, it's breaking your day down into bite-sized chunks. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing I would say is stationary. I would mm. like I used to have loads of random notebooks everywhere because I used to forget what I wrote in one and then my to-do list was in three books and I'd be like yes. oh my goodness I've just developed one but I've left xyz so either if you're like me and you've got a few plates spinning have a notebook a to-do list notebook for each plate oh I like that and there's and there's great stationery out there I I use a brand called Busy Bee and they're incredible again not an, a paid affiliation <laughs> <laughs> just um, saying it with love just saying it with love um they're great and um they do really bright colors and things and they do like um everything from shopping lists things for your fridge or recipe books for you to develop to actual like calendars and desk pads and notebooks and things like that oh, um, nice. but I think just look at the stationery you're using select you know get everything in one mm-hmm. um so and then I always say have a small notebook with you so on the go so say you're having a, a conversation with someone and you need to do it and they're like oh I'll follow up with you on that or whatever mm-hmm. it might be have that and that's your main kind of book and then you always have that to do in there 
Yep. So that Love is that. your main hub. Um, but yeah, I would I would just say um, itemize. Yeah, but itemize your day into bite-sized chunks. I suppose. Like for me, it's very much like I'm lucky that I kind of know what my week looks like. So, for example, Monday and Tuesday are my main training days. Yeah. But every day I get up at six o'clock, um, mm-hmm. and if it's my training day for my um, I'm training for a triathlon at the moment so I've got a run coach who's helping me develop my running and Mm -hmm. also I'm working on my strength and conditioning so within my program I would get up and do my workouts from my program in the morning just because they're out the way yes and it and it gets me going I've got good endorphins it Mm -hmm. makes me eat well in the day I sleep better and it's before 8am and I've already done a successful task yeah so I always say make a miracle morning yeah and when your morning is a miracle whether that's meditation working out affirmations a a small to-do list whatever it might be Mm -hmm. that sets you up for a good productive day Mm. what what camp do you fall in are you to-do list the night before to-do list the morning of oh I'm my to-do list is forever growing (laughs) it's just permanently being added to permanently being added to and I think yeah (laughs) I'm yeah permanently being added to I do you know my structure is very much get up do do your workout yeah write your affirmations while you're having your breakfast mm-hmm. get on with your day mm-hmm. um and that, that's very much my structure and it's good for my self-development and my mental state and it's just incredible and your mm-hmm. a gratitude list as well I forget to mention that so yep. what am I grateful for I bookend your day mm-hmm. so I bookend my day with affirmations at the beginning and then a gratitude list at the end oh, so you I go to that. bed feeling happy productive and then you're like I'm grateful for xyz how do you do your gratitude do you have an app or anything you just freestyle I'm a pen and paper girl oh me too good I love a good old pen and paper yeah but I, I would just say like yeah itemize your day into whatever so I say now my Monday my clients are in the morning and then I know mm-hmm. my afternoon is for admin so as I have my client slots fill up I know mm-hmm. that I will always in my calendar know that that four hour gap or three hour gap is for my client programming or check-ins or admin or business development yeah. Do you um, find that you have like a day, say like Tuesday is a production day, Wednesday is a fitness day? How how are you breaking your weeks up or is it just sort of all interchangeable? It's a little bit interchangeable at the moment because mm-hmm. obviously we're in lockdown as well. But um, production predominantly is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then training is Monday, Tuesday. So if you're a client of mine, you'll have, if you want a day slot, it will be Monday and Tuesdays. Okay. Or if you want like a really early slot, it could be any of those five days in the morning before my production roll um or in the evenings um but so they do interchange but predominantly production is always wednesday thursday friday but as we've been in lockdown it's been a five day week yeah as well as training um but yeah it's it's very much my days are long <laughs> yeah yeah i think that is something that they don't tell you when you start out running your own business the likelihood of you working nine and signing off exactly at five is highly yeah. unlikely yeah <laughs> just yeah. because you're passionate and there's always stuff that you can be doing to help grow the business and develop the business and I think when you are passionate it does kind of keep you up at night and get you up early in the morning but yeah, I don't absolutely. know about you that's that's something that I love a reason why I love being an entrepreneur but absolutely um, yeah I'm always on my computer my other half when we're watching telly he's like are you watching this I'm like darling I can multitask <laughs> I am I'm just doing a few things because I've actually got time to just do them just let me go it's 10 o'clock at night and I don't care (laughs) but I think I think (laughs) as well you're in the zone you've just got to go for it yeah I do think people have to be mindful for that work-life balance though um give yourself some time don't give yourself too much stress and I've been there it's very much like I've run myself to the ground before and that's just myself doing that you know yeah 
So just remember to take time for yourself, take time for your mindset. And I think that's why meditation and Headspace, another app that I use, (laughs) not a paid affiliation. (laughs) Highly, highly recommend Headspace for those maybe who have a bit of anxiety or struggle to sleep or struggle to turn off their brain. Mm. Um, Headspace is an incredible app where you can just focus your mind on different things. There's different courses to do and it learns, it teaches you and um, how to learn how to focus your thoughts your breathing and just settle your body and mind yeah um, so I would always do that as well and it helps with productivity which is essentially the answer to your question after that big answer <laughs> yeah no I love that I'll pop the link to heads the headspace app as well in the notes just in case that's of interest to anyone um, any more productivity tips or if we kind of covered them all just to-do lists I'm a big highlighter girl um, yeah I just just yeah just make a to-do list have a diary and just be organized just know what you're doing um and just be on top of it it's just kind of like productivity admin almost cross off there's nothing wrong with a tick list nothing wrong yes. with crossing off I think something else sort of following on from productivity but I don't know about you but sometimes I find that my to-do list can seem very daunting because it'll sort of be mm. like launch a website launch yeah. um schedule you know two months worth of content and you look at these lists and you're like oh my goodness what's your have you got any tips on how to break down those lists when they are so big and so daunting absolutely I think when you have that big vision so say for example I'll use your example of launching a website yeah so you're like I want this website right yeah so you're like okay when do you want that website by Mm -hmm. so then you find a launch date yeah and then you work back from that date Mm -hmm. and then what I would do next is okay what is my reason for this website what is Mm -hmm. your why Mm -hmm. so then find out your why write it down yeah then you're like okay fine so what's going to be in this website am I going to be um fashion or Mm -hmm. am I is it going to be a photography portfolio website is it going to be a portfolio or is it going to be I don't know a recipe blog or Mm -hmm. somewhere for your personal training platform whatever that might be get that in whatever and if you need to think of a name develop that name and then once you've got your name your why your launch date then you kind of itemize so they're your different to do so one to do list would be okay and I'm going to say this out kind of layman's find a name for your brand or your site Mm -hmm. for that if you're doing a website buy the domain for your site (laughs) yeah um then you're like okay fine what is my why physically write down your why Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, do I need any content? Okay, so I might need a photo shoot. That's mm-hmm. your next to-do list. Create a photo shoot. When? Next yep. week, Wednesday. Okay, what do I need for that? Do I need help? You know, and then as you bite-size those chunks, mm. that's your to-do list, but then you kind of have it in a chronological order and then you just go, okay, I've done my name, tick. I've done my domain, tick. Yes. I've done my why. Now I've got those three. What next? Yeah. Do I need a developer? Fine, that's my next. You know, and I think it's when you split it out separately like that, it makes you seem like, oh, my God, it's not this huge website now. It's, oh, I just needed to find a domain today. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Out of interest as well, do you outsource any of your marketing or any of your work or do you do it all yourself or what's that side of the business like for you? I do it all myself at the moment. Um, I've got a few people, obviously, in my production background who are very kind to me but um, and helped me and guide me along the way, but um, I very much do it myself. Yeah, love that. And do you kind of find that in terms of marketing your businesses, do you find that that takes up quite a portion of your time or what's kind of the balance between marketing and actually, say, training someone or, you know, work on a production shoot or 
the kind of yeah. doing part of your job, I guess. I mean, marketing is one that I'm growing, but it's definitely one that I haven't been prioritizing at the moment. Because to be honest with you, a lot of my training clients come from teaching classes and word of mouth at the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of rely on at the moment. So it's been quite easy. But I would say marketing is powerful, but it's not when you're starting out, it's not like the necessary thing. Well, it is necessary. I can't dismiss it. Mm. However, there are other options to focus on because you can't just market it and then you haven't been busy doing other things because marketing costs money. Yes. So it's that kind of chicken and the egg thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's, it's a hard balance to get right. I think especially when you're starting out because obviously generally you would want to co- keep your costs quite low. Um, and sometimes obviously to do that, it means perhaps learning things yourself. Have you, did you kind of come, have, did you already have the skills sort of web development and stuff or is that stuff you've learned along the way? No, definitely learned along the way been great (laughs) it's been great it's been and you know there's really lovely platforms out there like squarespace wix yeah um they're really good platforms to learn the basics and actually they allow you to get really good working website yeah so they've got them in the links as well yeah um not a paid affiliate (laughs) i know i know we've 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 literally been giving so much business out to all these other companies during this conversation. But um, you're no, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's great though because I think, to be honest, as an entrepreneur that started out quite recently myself, I think sometimes you kind of just wish that you'd had the heads up from someone that's already used these kind of platforms and tools and resources Absolutely. because otherwise you can spend an hour, a couple of hours, days, weeks trying to find the resources yourself. And Absolutely. I think if you can learn from someone that's used them, then. Any bit of time saving is always gratefully received in the entrepreneurial world, I find. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. To feel that you're not on your own. Yeah, definitely. Um, So if you were to start a new business from scratch today, what would be the steps that you'd take to get it off the ground? Okay. Yeah. So I'm actually doing this at the moment. So it's an exciting new project, um, which um, is due to launch soon. So that's very exciting. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. So... I guess it's kind of like initially it's what I was saying actually about, say for example, a website, mm-hmm. you have your, you have your big vision of what, of what your business wants to be. So figure yes. out what that business is. Do I want to, yeah, whatever your business is, you know, people listening will have so many different businesses. Um, yeah. So what's that vision? And then again, you just then bite size it down. So what's your why and your mission mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. get that mission statement in, get your why and get that business plan in. So there's loads of, templates online about how to do business plans Mm -hmm. and then figure out is there a startup cost here yeah so now you need to think about money and you need to think about your cost price of things and if you're a product or a service Mm -hmm. what price are you going to charge what's your margin mark what's your markup going to be what's your margin yeah so what's it going to cost you to do say for example I don't know you're selling pens let's just Mm -hmm. say Um, you've got this brilliant new pen what's that going to be so you've just paid 20p for this pen what's your markup going to be what price are you going to sell it at and then Mm -hmm. you figure out is that a reasonable margin and then you figure out okay I want to buy x amount to make this amount what do I need to start this business do I have I got the money myself Mm -hmm. do I need to go down like a funding route like a crowdfunding route yep do I need to talk to investors do I need to get a business loan things like that so always take that in consideration before launching Mm -hmm. um yeah I was just going to say for a service-based business, do you more look at your time per hour and work out that way? Because obviously it's slightly different just because it's not a physical cost per se, but it's the cost of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what research the industry you're in? Yes. What are you worth? You know, what do you feel is reasonable? And then it's a kind of like a, 
all right, if you're starting off, fine, you might give a, you know, a, a lower cost yep. um, while you're starting out and then you increase it with inflation and whatever that might be. And yeah. you've got promos, things like that. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely kind of know your worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to your why and your mission. Yeah. Um, and I guess then it's kind of like seeding out your your brand or your concept. And mm-hmm. do you need a shoot? Do you need to get people involved? Do you need to talk to businesses? What is your initial launch plan? Mm-hmm. go from there so yeah it's um it's a it's a whirlwind but it's very much quite easy once you you know set out those steps I've just explained um yeah and believe in yourself don't yes. be hard on yourself you're doing it for a reason and yeah. if people around you aren't supportive I've had people physically say to me why are you doing that you will mm-hmm. fail and they physically yep. said to me you will fail and I was like you've actually said that to someone I know. oh my god and when I hadn't and I passed that exam or whatever that would be mm-hmm. it'll be like told you I didn't I did it so true passion in what you believe in and self-trust and push um, is also a part of that journey I think as well something that can be really difficult um obviously if you are more of an entrepreneurial person and perhaps the people in your life aren't so entrepreneurial and prefer the stability and the structure of say a nine-to-five kind of corporate career I think there always can be that difficult bridge between trying to, for them particularly to understand your world and to understand what it is that you're doing. Mm. Is is there sort of any strategies that you have for dealing with it when people do say negative things about what you're doing with your businesses and, you know, how your career is developing? Yeah, definitely. I think it comes back to the affirmation, self-love, self-development and self-belief. And if they're continuing to be this negativity in your life mm-hmm. that's going to compound to your vision that's going to compound to your feelings yeah. and then you're unconsciously going to put those feelings out into the universe and weirdly they will come back to you yes so what i've learned is de- declutter and lovingly let those people go because it's not your problem it's theirs yeah and if you then if they want to come back into your life you're like absolutely honey i have no problem with you i lovingly let you back in yeah and go from there but you've stayed true to your why and you've stayed true to your purpose Mm-hmm. And you've affirmed it with your affirmations and you've surrounded yourself with like-minded people and people who love you and want to see you succeed. Yeah. And that will compound into energy and that will go into the universe. I'm very holistic in thinking this, but it truly, I've seen it work. Yeah. And you give off that positive energy and that compounds and you attract this new community and this new like-minded positivity is great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. How do you find that if you were sort of new to the industry, how do you how would you go about finding like minded people? There's loads of communities out there. Um, so it's very much. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, lots of things going on in my recording. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's, it's very much finding your community and um, joining you know if you want to become a runner or whatever there's run communities out there there's workshop places you know there's loads of things out there that you can join gyms or a a, a sewing club or things like that so yeah it's all there's there's loads of things out there yeah it's just sort of getting out there and looking for I suppose isn't it yeah so where did I love this question it's one of my favorites it does feel a bit like I'm interviewing you um I said a job interview but I promise I'm not uh where do you see your business in five years time so what are your goals for the future across all of your businesses well I guess it's kind of like growing them compounding them having that bigger community within the fitness industry especially Mm. um and also my exciting new venture that I'm doing so um yeah so basically um it's 
yeah, I would say just to grow, to have that compound into something really big, really. Um, Can't wait to see where you end up. I know that no matter what you're doing, the next five years, you're going to be absolutely smashing it. I have (laughs) no doubt in my mind whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I think it's one of those ones where... I hope in five years' time the hard work pays off. But essentially, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to put all my kind of roots into one business, which is what I'm working on at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully that can be up and running and then I can do everything in one. Yeah, this will be super exciting. We'll have to have a future interview scheduled where you can then do the big Absolutely. reveal of what your new business venture is going to be Absolutely. as well. And I think then just five years' time just to know that I've helped so many people become physically and mentally healthier to find... an outlet to speak more an outlet to do better and to be aware of the consumption for the planet and themselves and I I think that's a very key thing in five years time more people will understand why and love them and the planet and the planet really yeah oh I love that Mm. so I just thought we'd finish this interview up with a question I'm going to ask all of my guests so Firstly, what advice would you give to all of the incredible women out there who have entrepreneurial dreams of their own but are too afraid to get started? I would say believe in yourself, literally. Just work on Mm self-development. It's incredible what it can do. Write those daily affirmations. Get that into that positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Top tips, I would say, is develop good habits Mm -hmm. um, and set your goals and set your vision and just chip away at that and work mm-hmm. up to those goals I think daily visualization um and gratitude is very um it's important yeah um, and just to remember a diamond is made under incredible amounts of stress and you know pressure it's not stress yeah. maybe is the wrong word to use but pressure and I think that's a really good thing to think about that such a beautiful shiny product is made over years of time under pressure and you work better if you're in if you're in your if you're out of your comfort zone, shall I say. Um, that was a little gem of a quote, if you pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, didn't know this was going to turn into a comedy podcast, but there we go. <laughs> Buy yeah. one, get one free, entrepreneurial <laughs> advice and comedy. It was told to me years ago and I never forgot it. And I'm like, do you know what? That is incredible. And it's very important to understand that. And if you're really comfortable with where you're at, where you're at, you're not really going to improve. Yes, yeah so I think always is a killer. try yeah always try and push yourself always try and be that next step mm. um, and I just think believe in yourself surround yourself with positive people mm. affirm your vision and just go out there and bloody do it and I think that especially being a female entrepreneur I'm quite a feminist and um, believe that the equality out there isn't quite as even as we want it to be it's getting there yeah. I must say however there is still inequality there and I think it's a very strong thing to do and to be brave as a female entrepreneur even if you're going out there like me if you're going out there on your own or if you're going out there with a team of you yeah bloody amazing we do better together anyway we are stronger together however yeah if you are a solo entrepreneur you're absolutely fine mm-hmm. just believe in yourself and just do your vision and go for that dream and if people are negative lovingly let them go you yeah know, just just get that positivity into your environment and it will compound and you will realize in time it pays off and you'll look back and you'll be like bloody hell that was a great journey yeah love that and for the final final question of the interview what does being a female entrepreneur mean to you just power change i think it's something that's very strong something that is getting 
more and more popular, which I just love. And just seeing all these amazing women out there just being so successful is just epic. And I just think it's something that a lot of women in the past have fought for and lost their lives for and mm-hmm. really made our kind of paved our journey and our way now. Yeah. They didn't have that. So as women, we need to really, really understand what other women in the past have done. Yes. And we need to champion their hard work and we need to continue their hard work. And I think that it's so important to just, again, believe in yourself and know that you are worthy. We are worthy. Yay. I think it comes down to a little biological thing as well. There's so much that females in general do. Yes. You know, and it, with our bodies and what, mm-hmm. uh, what our bodies are physically, physically capable of, mm-hmm. um, what our minds are physically capable of, capable of. Um, we can we can do anything and and you know just as much as men (laughs) yay what a great way to finish the interview off with thank (laughs) you so much for the lovely phil for taking time out of your hectic schedule to chat with me i know you're super busy and i think you have come up with some absolute gems in this interview so i think it'd be super helpful to everyone listening um you can follow phil's journey over on her instagram i will pop her handle link into the show notes um but just in case you are looking for it is at philippa catherine underscore so give her a little follow and please do give me a follow as well and the pose radio podcast at pose.radio again i will also link that in the show notes but i think that's about it thank you phil so much for your time and thank you for sharing all your pearls of wisdom with us thank you for having me go rocket girls and boys who are listening doesn't have to be a female just go rocket humans just believe in yourself guys (laughs) thanks phil thank you I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you are feeling inspired, motivated and empowered to achieve your own entrepreneurial goals. For more inspiration, join me next Tuesday when I will be interviewing another successful female entrepreneur who will be candidly sharing the wisdom and insights from their experience to help inspire you to make your entrepreneurial dreams a reality. For more ways to connect to the Pose Radio community, visit posedigital.com or follow Pose Digital over on Instagram. Until next week, thank you so much for listening.